I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Peaky Blinders Season 1, Episode 4. We begin as someone watches the Shelby house from a concealed spot and a young boy sneaks inside. He observes from the shadows as everyone leaves for a meeting at the garrison. A man-titled Scudboat is left alone in the house. The young boy opens the front door and a group of armed men from the Lee family walk in. They beat Scudboat and rob the place in retaliation for what happened at Cheltenham. Unaware of the commotion at home, John meets with his brothers and Polly to tell them he's marrying a woman named Lizzie Stark, a well-known local prostitute. His brothers laugh, raising John's anger. He insists they're in love and asks for Tommy's blessing. Before any such blessing is forthcoming, news arrives that the Lees have done over the Shelby house. When they get home, they find the cash is gone and a pair of wire cutters have been left as warning that a wired hand grenade has been planted somewhere. Thomas believes it's meant for him and is planted in his car. When he arrives at the vehicle, he finds his young brother Finn at the wheel and tells him to climb out through the window the same way he got in. However, Finn opens the door and a grenade tumbles out. Acting quickly, Thomas grabs it and launches it away from them. It explodes with a deafening bang, but no casualties. Thomas pays a visit to the Lee family in a bid to reach peace. Speaking to the head of the family, Zilpha, he makes a proposition explaining he has plans to betray Kimber and he needs the help of the Lee boys. Later, Polly gives Thomas an address that might help him deal with Freddy. Thomas meets Campbell and hands him the address of a Stanley Chapman in place of Freddy Thorne, insisting he's a bigger fish than Thorne and currently holds £200 given to the Communist Party by the Russian government. In exchange for the address, Thomas requests his sister and Freddy are allowed to leave Birmingham. Before leaving, Campbell states Churchill is getting impatient and should the guns not materialise soon, he'll likely be fired and if that happened, he would rain down his fury upon the Shelbys, putting them all in the ground except for young Finn who would be dumped in prison for men who have a taste for young boys. Thomas points his gun at Campbell's back as he leaves but doesn't shoot. Campbell's officers arrest Chapman and recover the £200. With Chapman in custody, Campbell reveals to Sergeant Moss that he will hopefully give up where Freddy is hiding, declaring his word to Thomas was meaningless and his campaign against the Shelbids has now become personal. He is a very serious man. Whilst visiting his mother's grave, Freddy is met by Polly. She warns him of Chapman's arrest and the deal Tommy made with Campbell. He tells her that Chapman doesn't know Freddy's address and so will be beaten for nothing until he dies, then declares he will not be leaving Birmingham unless it's in a wooden box, which on current form isn't exactly out of the question. 
Cue the dead body of Stanley Chapman hung up and beaten to death at the police station on Campbell's command. Kimber is in Shelby territory to meet Thomas. He is shown the backroom bookies and hands the family the papers to their first legal betting pitch, a cause for great celebration in the Shelby home. At the garrison, Grace assists Arthur with the books and finds out that the Shelbys store contraband near petrol boat moorings at junctions. Campbell and his officers raid moorings along the waterways but only uncover cigarettes and whiskey. Thomas pulls Grace about the question she's been asking Arthur. He leads her to church to talk. Once there, Thomas tells Grace he wants her to work for him as his assistant at the big race meetings and keep his books for him. However, he then declares that she's a liar, noting that she isn't a Catholic after all she walked in without making the sign of the cross. He points out this is the second time she's lied to him, but he isn't concerned. He then kisses her. In the street, Thomas stops to offer John's fiancée Lizzie a lift. He asks her why she hasn't told John she's been serving him as a prostitute for the last couple of years. He offers her money as a farewell and for one last time together. When she accepts, Thomas tells her to keep the money and get out of the car, declaring he'll tell John what's just happened and the decision over her will be John's to make. Back at the art gallery, Campbell and Grace catch up again. He tells her they left the stolen contraband in place to keep her safe. She announces she's now Thomas's secretary and bookkeeper. Campbell warns her to remember who she's dealing with in Thomas, a vicious man. Grace is angered to be warned after a good work and walks away. Thomas breaks the news to John about Lizzie. Grace is given her first job by Thomas. She is to take an invitation to aid her at a bathhouse she regularly visits, offering a truce. Grace mentions she has a phone installed on the premises. John's broken into Tommy's room and is trying to smoke his opium pipe. He then tells Thomas he spoke to Lizzie and found out she's been servicing a couple of other regulars too. The following day, the Shelby gang meet as they head to settle things with the Lees. However, when they arrive, John is informed they're not to fight, but instead, he is to get married to a Lee girl. Thomas explains the marriage unites the families in peace, and John begrudgingly agrees to the wedding. His worry quickly turns to joy when he's met by a young, pretty member of the Lee family called Esme. Ada attends the wedding too on the back of the invitation and truce. Freddy, though, stays well away. The night erupts into a raucous drinking, dancing and scrapping. Typical wedding, then. As Ada dances and then drunkenly rips into her family, her waters break. She gives birth to a boy, and Freddy is given permission to come and see his wife by Thomas. Grace hears that Freddy is going to be attending the birth, nips to the newfangled phone to call Campbell and inform him of Freddy's presence. Freddy arrives to see Ada and his newborn son, but the tender moment is broken when the police burst in and drag him away. Fuming Polly enters the garrison, blaming Thomas for the arrest. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback or ideas for a show that we should be covering, we'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast, or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.